Jesus, you would think being in quarantine, you'll do like a whole bunch of episodes. But anyway, what's going on? Everybody, what's going on? Welcome back to Conspiracy Fears and Mysteries. And again, I'm your host, Ralphie. Today is Sunday, the I don't know what. Today is Sunday, the I don't know what. So the 12th, yeah. The 12th tomorrow here, at least here in Florida. Or at least, I don't know overall Florida, but at least here where I'm at, we're supposed to be wearing masks all damn time. No matter where you go, you go to the bathroom and take a dump. Then you go, you you wear your mask. You go shit, you take a mask. You go piss, you take a mask. You know what I mean? You're going to have sexual relations with your significant other. Wear your mask. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you got to wear your mask everywhere. And I just did an IGTV video on my CFM podcast Instagram page on um, Instagram on IGTV. Where I was talking about how you, I don't think, you know, you sh- you know, in a situation like this, you shouldn't be believing Everything you hear, everything you read, everything that, um, especially on Facebook or any other social media page, social media thing, social media, you know, it, it's a gift and a curse because, um, sorry, I'm moving stuff on the table and you hear that, but it's a gift and a curse because, um, and it's a curse for a lot of people. It's a gift for some people, for all of us, because we can get our practically information really fast like i was doing homework with my son the other day and it was something that i I didn't understand that he didn't understand so i just went on on the internet you know and i said hey siri i said hey alexa hey google and they answered the question for me we figured it out boom we got the right answer you know it helped us out but it's also a curse because in a situation like this then you got you know um people we're susceptible to anything people are so people do not think outside the box. Um, if you do, you're called a conspiracy theorist like myself. I just have a lot of questions on a lot of things. Um, sometimes you shouldn't question everything. You should, I guess, leave it up to faith. But a lot of things you should. I think you should. Um, because, you know, we, we we just get left in the, you know, <laughs> we get situations like this. And I, I know it because, like I said, on that IGTV video, I see people posting all kinds of things. My wife, my son, they all go, oh, my God, did you see what happened? I'm like, how do you know that happened? Oh, it was, look, um, somebody posted it on Facebook. Yeah, somebody shared something that they saw happen on Facebook, and and it, it gets out of control. But everybody's like, oh, my God, there's hundreds of bodies everywhere. No, that's not. If there was hundreds of bodies everywhere, you'd see a lot more videos of that. You'd see that if there was, like, like I said, blood of a thousand virgins flowing in the streets, then you'd you'd know. You would see it. Just like we see all the stupid stuff, people fighting and people doing silly stuff because they record everything, people falling, you know, you would see that. Something like this, There's cam- everybody has a camera. There's not one, I don't think there's, you could probably count how many people don't have cameras in their pockets. Every single phone has a camera. So you be careful what you believe, man. My mom goes crazy. She's like, oh, my God, yeah, they're digging mass graves. And, oh, shoot, man. But, you know, and, I'm, and she got mad at me when I told her not to, not to spaz out like that, not to, you know, not to get crazy. Because you got to just, just do what your local, you know, just in, in your little circle, meaning your town, whatever, your city, whatever. Just do what they're telling you to do. You know, wash your hands and everything. And 
wear your mask and gloves. Don't be coughing on people. You know, try to stay apart from everyone right now. You know, at least till, you know, we get the all clear or whatever. Anybody has been in the military knows what I mean by all clear. All clear is all clear anyway. You don't got to be in the military. But anyway, today, we're going to do another true crime, man. We're going to talk about this. And, of course, I'm reading from my Murder Minute app. And I'm not sponsored by them again, in case Murder Minute is listening to this. This was written by Maggie M. Uh, for Murder Minute. And this one, we're talking about the uh, girl with orange socks. And if you see the police sketch, and police sketches always scare the shit out of me. Police sketches, and I learned why police sketches are so creepy looking. If you ever notice, police sketches are so creepy looking. Like, why can't somebody, why can't they get an artist that draws really nice? Well, they're creepy looking because, first of all, they're they're made to stick in your brain. If somebody gives you a regular picture or just a, a nice looking picture of what they exactly look like a nice person nice man or 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 a woman or girl boy whatever it's not going to stick in your head like this creepy picture that you can't get out of your head so what they do is they emphasize features on those pictures they it's an emphasis on oh high cheekbones and big eyes and you know eyebrows like this a scar like this they emphasize that so that it sticks out when you see that on someone and it may or may not be that person, but it sticks out. And it's it, they'd rather that you report something you see. And it's not that person than you don't report anything because you can't really remember the features because too many people look like that or whatever. So they make it stick out. That's why those sketches look the way they do on for the murder victims. And, you know, or when they're looking for a, uh, a, a suspect on anything. So on um, let's talk about the girl the orange socks so this was on halloween uh 1979 a a a driver made a gruesome gruesome discovery while driving on interstate 35 in georgetown in texas he found the body of a young woman who had been sexually assaulted strangled and then thrown over a a guardrail there was she, she had bruises she was disfigured her neck and her neck uh she was disfigured, and the the cause of death, I'm sorry, was ruled to be strangulation. Uh, forensic determined that she had only been dead a few hours in her body when when her body was discovered, and her identity had never been uncovered to this day. No one knows uh, who this poor woman is, unfortunately, and I will let you know. I don't know if they have it here when this was written, but I will let you know who it is because she has been discovered. They have discovered who she is. Her identity has never been uncovered uh, to this day. No one knows who this poor, unfortunate woman was. She was found naked except for a pair of orange socks on her feet and a silver ring with a mother of pearl stone on her hand, which is why they call her, uh, they call the orange socks girl or something like that. And just that, that just, I don't know, that creeps me out just because I guess I know the nature of what's going on. Uh, she has short reddish brown hair and hazel eyes. And she was around 5'9", 150 pounds. Police were unable to determine her age and estimate that she was uh, between 15 and 30. Wow, that's that's between 15 and 30. That's a, wow. That's really broad. You, you know, I can understand between 15 and 20 maybe, but 15 and 30, man. Two of her teeth were missing. Obviously, she probably got hit 
you know, she had a small hairline scar on her chin, uh, which police hoped in vain might help identify her. Um, near her body, police found two matchboxes, one from a Motel 6 and one from a Holiday Inn in Oklahoma. And uh, the prevailing theory is that she was a hitchhiker or a drifter. And I saw this episode, I think it was on... I don't remember if it was Unsolved Mysteries or... I think it was Unsolved Mysteries. And this was a few years ago, too. I saw this on the original Unsolved Mysteries. This theory is supported by the fact that a bloody rolled-up towel was found near the body, which police believe she was using as a sanitary napkin. In addition, her legs were covered in insect bites and she had very... She had very long toenails. Uh, despite missing two teeth, she was... She was very little... I'm sorry, there was very little evidence that she had ever received professional dental care. Uh, most post-mortem analysis, post-mortem analysis of her body concluded that at the time of her death that she had been suffering from complications due to having untreated gonorrhea. Oh, wow. And uh, when you have untreated gonorrhea, if you guys don't know, you can, um, uh, for feet, for males, I forgot. It's like, um, I don't remember what I read it was. It was, uh, Something reproductive, but I know definitely for females with untreated gonorrhea could infect uh, their uh, reproductive system. So, you know, uh, forensics also determined that she had never broken a bone while alive. So the the chances of finding her name through dental or medical records were very almost slim to none. And indeed, police uh, attempts to identify her were continually failed. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It was America's Most Wanted. I'm looking at it here while I'm reading this article. It was uh, She was on America's Most Wanted, but I swore it was on Soap Mysteries. But America's Most Wanted even featured her case on their program twice, and the popular TV program generated a tip that will become extremely important later. An anonymous woman claimed to have seen orange socks hitchhiking the day that she died in Georgetown, Texas, the same city where her body was later discovered. However, the TV program failed to drum up any more leads. Eventually, the girl with the orange socks was buried in an unmarked grave in Georgetown, and the trail went cold until three years later. This was in, um, she was buried in 1979, I believe that's when she, I believe that's when she died. In 1982, notorious serial killer Henry Lee Lucas began confessing to dozens of previously unsolved murders. Known by the press as the one-eyed drifter for his one eye for his one glass eye, Lucas claimed that murder was as easy as walking outdoors for him. He was also known to associate with another famous serial killer, Otis Toole. Jesus Christ. Not one serial killer, but two serial killers. Law enforcement officials grew excited by Henry Lee Lucas. Numerous confessions and officially established a ta- um, numerous confessions and officially established a task force with the sole purpose of investigating murders that may have been committed by the serial killer Lucas. Oh boy! And I'm looking at a picture of him. Of course, it's not a nice picture. The only serial killer who I've seen that has a well, maybe there's more, but the one that sticks out, of course, is Ted Bundy, who. Uh, for some reason, has a a good picture. Like, he's got a picture where he just looks normal. Like, if you didn't know I was Ted Bundy, you'd be like, oh, that's just a dude. 
Eventually, over 200 murders were attributed to Henry Lee Lucas. Although, in the lifetime, he he professed to have committed over 3,000 killings. Now, I don't know. It's 3,000. That's a lot. Like, you would think you would get caught by, by the, I don't know. <laughs> that's a lot. One of the murders he confessed to was the girl with the orange socks. Lucas claimed that her name had been Joni or Judy and that he had picked her up on the side of a road in Oklahoma for sex. He said that while he was driving, he attempted to coerce her into having sex again, but she replied by saying, not right now. He then tried to get out of the car, and Lucas said he flew into a crazed rage, strangling her to death, and then raping her dead body before driving from Oklahoma to Georgetown, Texas. Man, there's some sick people out there. There he threw her body over a guardrail, where it was eventually discovered a few hours later. Lucas even brought police to the location where he claims to have dumped the body, telling police he remembers the location well because he cut his leg on the guardrail when he hurled her, when he hurled her corpse over it. Though he was convicted of 11 murders, how do you... I don't understand. If you murdered over 3,000 people, or 3,000 people, and they get convicted of 11... Those, that's not, I don't know, whatever. The girl with the orange socks is the only case that got his, that got him placed on death row. Jesus. The, there's a picture here of the uh, newspaper over there in San Antonio, or in Texas, somewhere in Texas, where it says the jurors find Lucas guilty. So why is it that so many people believe Henry Lee Lucas had nothing to do with her murder? While, for one thing, there's no physical evidence that Henry Lucas uh, was at the crime scene where the body was found. And the only evidence police uh, have to point to Henry Lucas committing the crime is what he had told them. And then, and um, one, and one witness remembers seeing the mysterious victim hitchhiking in Georgetown uh, the day she was murdered. But he says that he murdered her earlier than that in another place and then drove over there so you know not oklahoma exactly not not in oklahoma where lucas claimed he picked her up since her real identity was never discovered investigators can't even be sure that the orange socks was actually named joni or judy it's possible she lied to lucas but who knows it's it's probably much more likely that she never met lucas in the first place lucas was often shown Lucas was often shown crime scene photos and case files by police before he made murder confessions to jog his memory, so he could have been making stuff up. In addition, there's evidence that Lucas was clever enough to read the facial expressions of police when he was confessing to crimes, so that he knew what facts to include. So, if he would say, so he would say like, um, well, uh. Yeah, I, I remember this one, you know, I threw her over uh I threw her over a guardrail and you know, if they made an expression like oh my god, you know, you know, you you're gonna make an expression when somebody's especially if somebody's talking about something like this, you know. Much like how fake psychics can use cold reading techniques to convince gullible people that they have magic powers, Lucas was able to come up with believable confessions for crimes he didn't commit. Is people looking for attention? He did murder people, but I don't think it was 3,000. 
As a reward for his confessions, police often let him out of jail to eat in restaurants and cafes, and he was given much more freedom than other prisoners. That is ridiculous, man. That is ridiculous. I I don't know, man. I, you know, I don't want to say we got to torture people, man, but Jesus. I mean, if we know this guy killed a couple people, a couple innocent people, man, just, man, I don't understand how the justice system works here. It is plausible that he really did commit many murders, but that the rewards for his confession motivated him to also lie about a lot of murders. I mean, yeah, if you're telling me, yeah, yeah, you can go eat at Red Lobster. Just tell me if you killed it. Yeah, yeah, I killed her, then I did this and that and dirt. Oh, come on. In addition, there's uh, pretty solid evidence pointing to Lucas working in Florida the days before and after Orange Sox was murdered. Always Florida. Why here? Come on, Florida, what's going on? Man? I moved here for the sun and for the, you know what I mean? Jesus. It would have been extremely difficult for him to have driven to Oklahoma, then Texas, then back to Florida in time for him to show up to work. Because of these doubts, George W. Bush, the governor of Texas at the time, reduced his sentence to life imprisonment. What? Because of the doubts. Man, he did. Anyway, it's not about him. But whatever. All right. So whatever. In fact, it was it was the only death penalty that George W. Bush ever intervened in during his time as governor. Henry Lucas would later die in prison having recanted many of his confessions, including the one for the murder of the girl with the orange socks. So who was she and was she actually murdered by Henry Lucas? We may never know. Eight women who went missing around the same time as when Orange Sox died have been ruled out. In 2016, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children entered her into their database and hired an artist to make a new reconstruction of her face. And um, I've got it right here, what it would look like. Unfortunately, you listen to the audio, you can't see it, but I might use this one as a um, to put it as the picture... Or maybe I'll use her original. I don't know. Hopefully one day the girl with the orange socks will be identified. But as time goes by, this sadly seems more and more unlikely. Um, So that's where that story ended. But I think this, I think Maggie M., the, the um, author of this, wrote this before recent events. So let's go ahead and look. So over here... I have, it says, let me see, where can I find it? I have a couple articles here. Um, so, here it goes. Okay, August 8th, 2019. Let's look at this one. Let me see. So, it says, after four decades of mystery, a woman who was found dead in a Texas concrete ditch wearing nothing but orange socks on Halloween 1979 has been identified. Since her body was found, the woman had only been known as Orange Sox. About two months ago, the Williamson County Sheriff's Office, and this was in 2019, uh, this was August 2019, so this was two months from August 8, 2019. On, let me see, about two months ago, the Williamson County Sheriff's Office tweeted out an updated version of the forensic sketch of the victim drawn up by a cold case volunteer who was also a forensic artist. I think I saw a story of this somewhere. I, I saw the actual, like a little document, you know, those little true crime. 
I saw this where somebody came and volunteered and did a sketch, and that's how they found her. On August 7th, a woman who saw the updated sketch called the sheriff's office. She said she recognized the woman in the drawing and that she thought it may be her missing sister. The relative says she saw the new forensic image of Orange Sox and the news believe Orange Sox may be her missing sister. Identified as Deborah Jackson Williamson, Sheriff Robert Cody said at a press conference held on Wednesday. Cody said Jackson, a 23-year-old Abilene woman, is indeed Orange Sox. Her identity was confirmed with help of DNA Doe Project thanks to a DNA genealogy test done with the DNA of Jackson's sister. According to CBS Austin, Cody said that the family further confirmed her identity through, uh, through the woman's unidentifiable earlobes and toes. I'm, I'm sorry, not unidentifiable, identifiable. Because Jackson was known to leave home, she was not reported as missing at the time and was not entered into any database for missing persons. It's a big deal. We haven't solved the case, Cody said, but we have solved something that's taken 40 years. Now the mystery remains what happened to her and what led her and what led to her ending up in a concrete drainage ditch in Georgetown. She died by homicide of manual strangulation. Jackson left her family home in 1977. In 1978, she was working at a Ramada, at a Ramada Inn, now called Camelot Inn in Amarillo, Texas. That same year, according to Cody, she worked at um, she worked at an assisted living facility in Azle, Texas. And it says anyone who anyone who may have worked or come into contact with Jackson during the time is asked to call the Williamson County Sheriff's Office cold tip line at 512-943-5204. And also one can visit w, uh, the WCSO's, the Sheriff's Office, the Williamson County Sheriff's Office cold case Facebook page. So just put Williamson County Sheriff's Office. If you happen to be listening to this and you were one of the people who may have worked with her, you can help solve this case. Previously, serial killer Henry Lee Lucas, like I just said, confessed to killing identified woman but um like i said he later retracted it so this case is still pending uh still unsolved don't know what happened uh so we don't know what's going on with her we don't know what happened to her it's still a mystery so this is strange and like i said um if you look at the sketches, you'll see why they're so they're made to look so creepy. Like, oh my god! Because if you look at that picture, it will stand out. It will stand out. Um, you know, it, it just there's features just like they they saw her earring, you know, her earlobes and things, just like it said on there. It stand it stood out. Those earlobes they did stand out. Um. And uh, in the you know, in the sketch, it's a crazy thing, man. I remember this case from, I said I swore it was unsolved mysteries. I want to say unsolved mysteries, but I guess it wasn't America's Most Wanted. And I could be, I could be wrong, but it was unsolved mysteries. So, anyway, that's all I got for this one, man. This is a crazy case. Again, it's still unsolved. This is incredible. I can't believe with all the technology we have, you know, and even though this was 1979, no, I, they've been so I've seen them solve cases from like 
40 years ago, 50 years ago, you know? So, man. But anyway, that's all I got, man. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow me on social media. And I'll see you on the next mode.